the broadcast is live. You got to stop oh, the no. intro. Good evening, Melrosians the world over. I'm Tom Catalini. I'm Jen LeClaire. I'm, I'm Sam. <laughs> and notably absent is Tom Shampoo, who couldn't be with us this evening. Happy birthday, Eli Shampoo. That's right. But uh, Tom's usually in command of, uh, of the command center and all the, deta- de- uh, all the controls, and we don't normally pay- play the intro twice. But uh, sometimes it's so nice you want to play it twice. It's so nice, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go off the rails, off the rails quickly. Not even a beyond to start. So yeah, um, let's go right into it. Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna go right in. Wow, it's a fast-paced show this evening. So speaking of the moon, (laughs) right? BFB Melrosians. Uh, were, were we speaking of the moon? I we, yeah, that. well, in the intro with the, <laughs> with the planet, with the earth, and then I don't know, that was that was terrible. All Got right, it. Let's Got just it. So go. Are you uh, with me one now? Of, one of the most cherished segments of the show is the BFD Melrosian <laughs> segment, and we never disappoint. And uh, this week it is MHS senior Randy Sullivan making headlines in the news. She organized as part of her senior uh, year capstone project a first girl to the moon webinar. Um, and it was cool. So it's, it's all done uh, in coordination with the center center for astrophysics at Harvard and the Smithsonian. And it happened last Sunday night. So, but it don't fear not if you couldn't make it, it is on the YouTube channel. And I, I've watched a good portion of it. It's only about an hour long. It's fast paced. It's engaging. These uh, women scientists and engineers all do the presentations from the uh, astrophysics center and it's aimed at um, Randy did this to help cultivate interest in the field as she's STEM. always like, yeah. yeah, she's always like the STEM stuff and she's interested in the space in particular, but this isn't for her. This was her service to, it's really aimed at like grade school children, younger, you know, middle school and grade school children. And so it's very fast paced, engaging the presentation. Uh, presenters are great. And it just was a, it's just a cool thing. Very fun lecture. Four prominent female astrophysicists and engineers speak about their careers and day-to-day work in the field of space and science. Randy, awesome job. You are a BFD Melrose. Absolutely. There's no, sh- we have no, we have no shortage of BFD Melrosians, and I'm glad that um, a lot of them recently have been our uh, MHS students. Um, so that's very encouraging. It's also uh, Women's History Month, and the other day was International Women's Day. So um, this all kind of ties in very nicely. And um, I haven't seen this yet, but I'm, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's cool. Very- yeah. It's how, cool. how, how did you celebrate International Women's Day, Tom? <laughs> That's a good question. So I don't, (laughs) my calendar is full of things to celebrate every day, but this is one of the ones I look forward to because (laughs) there are women on all the countries and all the continents. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is I celebrate women international, international women every day. 
That's right. I usually get flack when I give answers like that, though. I thought you were going to go with your Valentine's Day strategy, which is you (laughs) aim for the day after so that you can let all the women internationally know that you still appreciate them. Right. Actually, if you could each look under your chairs right now (laughs) for International (laughs) Women's Day. Piece of of gum. (laughs) A pair of earrings. You know what, though? It's time for the news. I had to get myself out of that one. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there's so much news going on around town. Uh, Sam, I'm, I'm tell sorry. us if what's you, happening. If you want to get out of talking about women, just toot your horn, Tom. So <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up was um, the Melrose Together volunteers who have brought you Unicorn Day and um, uh, give, a gobble, gobble, give a gobble bag. Give a so gobble. And, it's a way yeah. to engage Melroseans in doing good stuff. Um, Together with Housing Families, the Melrose Together team has created a Housing Families Fund. And so those funds have been designated to go directly to families who need assistance. So Housing Families um, really worked to, it's kind of outside of the purview of what they normally do when they raise funds. So um, if you want to donate directly to families so that they can um, put money towards bills or other necessities, um there's heat. a link there i'm sorry yep. heat yes yeah heat, heat. think things that are things that are recurring and I, and i think um one of the things that they that they love i actually just set up my my recurring donation today one of the things that they love you know there's always big um drives during uh christmas time and and thanksgiving and then and then things, you know, things quiet down and people go about their lives. And so um, recurring donations that they can rely on more frequently. So if that's something that you're able to do, that is also very, very helpful. I just yeah, even, up today. Amazing. Even, low dollars are great too. Again, the recurring really matters because then they can, they have a, a, a somewhat of an income that they can count on for families. Right. So um, also the Melrose Ed Foundation, the Parent You Interrupting Racism uh, sessions start next week. There are a few more spots. Um, grab them while you can. Um, Jen and I will be there to report back. Uh, <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean Melrose grab a few there. spots? Because I have not done that yet. So maybe oh. I won't be there if I don't, <laughs> if I don't do it. But uh, although I'm glad, I, I, actually thought that, uh, I actually thought that I missed one yesterday. I was like, oh my God, it started. And I totally missed the first one already. No, so no, it starts I'll... next week. So thank God. Yes. <laughs> but um, you do have to register in advance. Yes, you do. Um, so please do that. And there's another, um, just a quick shout out for the Greater Boston Health and Wellness Fair, March 20th. Um, I'll put a link there. It's free, but there's an online registration. So um, I'll put that there. Um, Super fan Craig Mulway uh, said everybody must be at the school committee meeting. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tom, what were you doing last night? <clears throat> Last night I was watching the city council meeting. So I dialed in about this free cash thing, right? Because mm. every year there's some money left over and it's like millions of dollars this year. And uh, the mayor writes a memo. Here's what I think we should spend it on. Puts them in the stabilization fund. And it's traditionally used for uh, one-time expenditures, capital expenditures, not part of the budget. But there's like $5 bucks left over this year. So we can add some to the stabilization fund. And then they were to have this discussion about some other ideas that were shared and, and see where it goes. But 
I missed that part of the meeting uh, because we had to sit down for family dinner and I, that's a priority. When I came back, and by the way, these things are all streamed on mmtv3.org. So like you don't have to do the whole web, WebEx rigmarole. If you not yeah. want to speak at the meeting, you just want to watch. Just go to the website and look at the live feed. So when I came back in, there was a heated discussion about fire pits uh, in Melrose. And that was uh, – that's what was uh, being discussed that I tuned in on. And Honest it was interesting. God, are you serious? Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, your your, ward, I was, know. your I know. ward was particularly concerned about the yes. safety. I and know. The, and what is the definition of a competent person to, uh, to be present to manage the fire pit, so on and so forth. But the fire department put, has guidelines, and I think they're trying to be uh, – safely accommodating to you know COVID times people are trying to get together responsibly right. outside responsibly outside um my question would be uh i guess i have i would have two questions is uh are our city council representatives have they gone out and talked to people are these other people's concerns um i haven't heard any my, my city councilor ask me if i have a concern about fire pits so i'm wondering if other councilors are asking their constituents is this a concern or is it their concern that they're i'm voicing? not sure i so, get the one gets the impression they're hearing from them so the people like, maybe you don't, you don't hear uh, from I, the people who aren't concerned that's that's true that's true but there's also only outreach when uh, or there's, I shouldn't say that, in all fairness, there's more outreach when they are running for office and then and, and then less. So it would be it would be great to kind of hear from from everyone more, not just not just in my word, just you know, for everyone. Um, but also, but also my my second question is, has there been, and I honestly don't know the answer to this question. It's not a loaded question. Has there been a fire in Melrose in the last year with the increased use of fire pits? Has there been a fire in Melrose due to a fire pit? So the I think it was the police chief, uh, yeah. the police chief and the fire captain were both there, said that they in their recollection, there has never been a something caused by a fire pit. Uh, and I think the police I think it was the police chief who said, like, you know, it's, it's more common. You're going to get it from somebody throwing a cigarette in a pile of mulch or uh -huh. something like that. So the record's pretty good. At the same yeah. time, it's a densely populated area. You don't want this to get out of control. But uh, And it was all uh, kudos to the council because it was really they just brought them forth for an informational discussion. There was nothing yeah. to vote on, nothing to act yeah. on, you know, and all of that. Uh, but anyway, that's what I uh, – you got to dial in. You never know what's going on. There's always something. Tonight I dialed in uh, while I was – you know, Tuesday evenings after dinner, I just paced back and forth waiting for this show to start. So I dialed in to the school committee meeting. Whoa, there are yeah. some, there are some, uh, there are, uh, Craig, there are a lot of people over there now and they are not happy. Uh, so about this matrix of, and phased return to school plan that abruptly hit uh, in the last few days, uh, quote unquote, frustration and disgust uh, was expressed by some people. Uh, about how they were invited or not invited back. And a uh, 10-year-old girl spoke about how she felt like there was a party at her school and she wasn't invited. So there was some some drama about, like, I guess they've tried to get everybody back, but in some of the classrooms, there's, let's say they used to 20, they're only taking 18 back. So it's like this, it is kind of a, in some schools, I guess, in some circumstances. So it's kind of a weird cutoff point. It's not like half and half or whatever. It's like, okay, you and somebody else can't go. And then you have to watch everybody else on your Google classroom or zoom or whatever they do. 
Yeah, I think we before the show, we were talking about how these decisions seem to get made very quickly, which can lead to, you know, uh, not only frustration, but some eroding of trust. And so who's to say, I don't know. There's a lot of like, I don't knows out there about what that classroom makeup is like. Uh, my kids are at Lincoln. The classes are sizes are bigger. So they were able to squeeze in 21 kids. Um, and, you know, whether you were ready or not, here they come in. Um, yeah. And it's, there's opinions on, on sure. all throughout the continuum on this issue. Um, but I and, just, yeah. And then, and it, oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Massachusetts apparently uh, mandated everybody's K to five is going to go back April 5th six to eight by April 28th. And sometime in April, they're going to decide in high school. And I think if I read this article correctly, uh, like online learning isn't going to count anymore after some of these dates or something. So mass is aggressively pushing people back yet. We don't have the vaccines yet. Now right. teachers are prioritized. We're going to have a special guest coming on shortly to talk more about that. It just seemed the timing just seems weird as well. Like if they can get vaccinated in the next few weeks, couldn't we have waited? I, I'm not really sure. Again, there was a, I, I love school. I love the quiet <laughs> happening in my house, but um, <laughs> timing seemed, seemed a little bit off, honestly. And I wanted to make sure that my student's teacher was ready to get all 21 kids in there. Um, I'm not sure how much time she had to kind of process everything. I know we were told on, Wednesday that kids might be coming in. They may, they're not really sure how many. And then on Thursday, at least, well, I say at least two of mine, I only have two, were going in. And then on Friday morning, we found out that it was the entire class. And then on yeah. Monday, they all showed up. So uh, the transitions here and decisions seem to be very uh, quickly made. Um, and I think more advanced notice or conversation or engagement with the community would have been appreciated. I do, to your point about MDLA, um, that's, that, that is unsettling. Um, in my opinion that again, as you mentioned, these families committed to a year home, um, and whether they're ready or yes, it's a global pandemic. Oh, <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot so, of, just Sam's uh, excellent point. Oh, a lot of it was, yeah. was communication issues were really at the heart of it. And there were some impassioned, uh, comments, uh, in the um, public so comments. I do see Mike Miner saying something about Sam's excellent point. Let me just uh -huh. make sure, Let's make sure you get that put Jen, up Jen there. Had something to say. I want to make sure you have a chance to add what you wanted to to that. Well, I think it, you know, um, and it, it's just my it's it's honestly just kind of my my personal feeling. But I, but I think this might be how some of the other folks are feeling. So so we chose we chose remote also um, for a variety of reasons. But there there's also a sense now I think that. We've all been waiting, whatever side of the coin you're on, right? If you want to kind of stay home longer, you think it's safer, or you're like, get the kids back in school. Either way, it we've 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 been in this situation for a year, but now things seem to be happening quickly, right? Like vaccines and getting the kids back. Like we've all been gliding along and and now things are moving very quickly. And and even though we've been looking for this and waiting for this, now that it's here everybody's like, oh my God, it's here. That's sort of how I feel like. And I think with regard to the remote students, um, those are decisions that, that, that we made in the, you know, uh, in the sort of heart of the pandemic, I guess I would say. Now there's, now there seems to be kind of a light in the tunnel. Now that students are going back and now that they're saying like, okay, we're, we're inviting people back. We're, you know, um, that's different than when it was kind of like split more evenly, right? Now, if, 
our community, if the majority of our community is going back to school and having like a community in school experience, for me, that's now a different ball game. Like, yes, now I want my child to go back and well, be you part may not of have that. A I don't no, no, I know that. I know that. But I think what Which I'm is saying also- is I I think that's what people are feeling. Like when you had to make that decision early on, like, you know, safe or not safe to do that. Um, when you're talking about, okay, now everybody's going back, but you can't, you know, it, it, it just creates a little bit more of like a, you're, le- you're a little bit more left out. I think that's what people are feeling. Like if the kids are all going back now and now it's time, but, oh, I can't yet. It's that feels well, there is all pressures from all directions. Yeah, and what's, I, I know, changed, I know. what's changed is the news of the vaccine, but we don't actually have the vaccine right. yet. And all right. of a sudden we're back. But right. you know who has been vaccinated? A friend of the mm-hmm. show, a gentleman who launched his career to a new stratosphere. <laughs> Speaking of astrophysicists uh, with this show, if the producers can I'm please trying. get me the visual. <laughs> and he's, he's wearing. There he is. Steve Cazella wearing the appropriate get vaccinated attire. Clearly, look at at how often he wears that shirt. Look at how worn that is. I mean, mine's like brand new. He's been wearing it it all year. Yeah, I wonder Uh, if he was wore it on his safari. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Steve is a veteran of the Iraq war and he went down to the uh, VA center in Bedford and uh, was able to get vaccinated and he was wearing the right attire. And so we're very uh, happy to see we're... that uh, on, on both counts. I so thought I you were going to say that he was a veteran of LTMM. That's, He's also a veteran too. of LTMM. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we launched him to new levels of success. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. That transitions us to our special guest, Sam. Um, oh, yes. Oh, oh, go. Sorry. Very quickly. Craig Mulway needs to know where he can buy a t-shirt. We <gasps> do not currently have any left, but clearly we need to, I, we're going to need to do a season two t-shirt with new quotes. So stay tuned. We'll. Oh yes. Which Craig, yes. we need some of your, some of your quotes coming Yeah, up. But you can so. get a mug. Okay. Let's go. All right. uh, Coming on the show is my friend Mandy Carroll. She is a Hoover mom and Melrosian, um, and she's here to talk about some vaccine stuff. Here comes her music. See, that's not my job. I'm ready. Walk on music. There we go. Hey. I also would like a t-shirt. I think that's <laughs> All right, on it. We're on it. We're yeah, we got to get new get new t-shirt, new season t-shirt runs coming up. All right. New merch, new merch. So, Mandy, welcome, yeah. welcome to the show. How did you get involved in all of this in Melrose? Um, well, thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited. Um, I watch you guys all the time. And you guys seem like you're having so much fun. <laughs> fun to watch. I love it. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'd say about a month ago, you know, I kind of saw this happening where, you know, again, you guys talked about it. There's this pressure to kind of get the kids back in school and the teachers kind of getting moved down the totem pole in terms of prioritizing when they were going to get the vaccine. So I started doing some research with other neighboring towns where they have been able to successfully vaccinate their teachers. And also, um, I have a few friends who have run clinics themselves to kind of understand, like, what's the operations, what's the best way to kind of help prioritize um, to get appointments for teachers. Um, and through that, you know, speaking with Sam, there's a whole group of volunteers here in Melrose who have really been focused on like, how can we get our teachers back? Um, you know, I think the really the biggest challenge we're having right now though, is that there's not enough supply. I think what's happening is, is that um, they didn't, the state 
corn, like in half supply, the vaccinated sectors. So we're kind of dipping into the standard supply that only exists for what was already allocated. Um, so, you know, I think really we've kind of come up with like a three work stream approach at this point, which seems like we're kind of going in the right direction. The first is like partnering with a local vendor. Um, we've talked with CVS, we've talked with Melrose Wakefield Hospital. We've also we have, we have, we have two CVSs in Melrose. So is that, does that help? <laughs> well, we tried to do it, but unfortunately they don't have the vaccine. So I went to the, uh, CVS in Malden where we've had some more success. Um, and they've said that, you know, we were talking about doing like a mobile clinic where they would actually come to the schools and do the vaccination for us there. Um, also curative too. I think Sam, you reached out to them today, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yes. So again, another, I don't, I didn't really get a hold of too many people. They were going to have sales call me back, but yeah. Um, yeah, we talk a lot about going to bring the, bring the solution to where the humans actually already are. Mm -hmm. um, and how I think we've noticed the state kind of de uh, centralize a lot of the effort and it's yep. actually doing the opposite. So you have yeah. to like find an appointment at some far away Fenway um, instead of a local branch of CVS. So it was, this has been like a really fast week here or like the last seven days, I guess, um, things have been happening really quickly. So what have you noticed around, like, how are things moving forward for our teachers here? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge that we're having, so I think the other two we're trying to do is the scheduling. I think that we've thought through, like, is there a way we can help our teachers schedule? You know, I think we've got volunteers who may have more flexibility. You think about teachers are, you know, all encompassed, you know, they're focused all day, either teaching or they don't have time to hour, you know, hours. Refresh, 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 yeah, refresh. Like, yeah. I mean, they're in teaching our kids and that's where they should be prioritizing. So we're kind of have a, an opportunity for teachers to opt in and say like, oh, I'm looking for help with scheduling. They provide us their information and then we will schedule the appointment for them. So that's another avenue that we're doing um, that we're talking through. And then I think the third is that we've had conversations. Sorry, Jen, did I cut you off there? No, I just said that's a great idea. Yeah. But it's something, you know, and I think the other third is, is that working with like a Melrose Wakefield Hospital or a CVS and say, can we just block off um, appointments? And I know um, some friends of mine who live in different states, that's what they did in New York, for example. So they said, you know, from three to five on Friday, like only Melrose Public School teachers get these appointments, which again, just anything we can do to help. I think that's really kind of the theme of what we're trying to do here is that what can we do to make this easier for teachers? Um, cause I think we've all heard, I mean, how many people have you heard say like what a headache it is to actually get an appointment? Um, so, so the, yeah. the premise you're working on is it's maybe not ideal to have teachers hit refresh on a website all day and then drive to Fenway park or Gillette stadium uh, <laughs> at an appointment. That's so time. weird. <laughs> I know. And, and huh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> well, and I think the other challenge I've heard with other that they uh, they don't want the teachers to necessarily get the vaccine during the week because you could get sick. I mean, you think about all the yeah. side you're hearing. So it's like, okay, but how are we going to do that if we're for an appointment on a Tuesday and the next day they're all out? There's a lot right. of, you know, the thought that goes into this. Um, so again, I think it's just helping. So and what happened? Because Melrose had a clinic at uh, Memorial Hall and they uh, inoculated first responders. We had presumably, I'm guessing, are the re right refrigerator and health professionals trained. And then is that when the state just took all our supply away? Like, what happened to that? I think that was a big part of it. You know, and I think the other issue too there, yes, to your point, they definitely kind of said, okay, we're going to move away from this, like, you know, small towns having these um, clinics. They're going to more centralize it. But again, the other issue was the supply. So I think even at that time, it's like there wasn't enough supply 
to kind of give it to teachers also. So they were more focused on, you know, I think at that point it was like over 75, you know, things like that. So um, I think it's really just trying to get creative in here. You know, I think that's what we're trying to do is just get as creative as possible to see how we can help because, you know, as you guys were saying, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of yeah. pressure to get these kids back in the classroom. As teachers are nervous, it's like I think we'd all feel better if there was a solid plan to get these teachers vaccinated ASAP. Right. And I think, you know, some of the communities that um, you'd mentioned have listed teachers as first responders, as essential workers. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of put them in a little bit more on a priority, at least in their mindset. Like okay. if we had done that and initially thought that our Melrose teaching staff, who is literally in front on the front line every day for the hybrid classes, should be at kind of a priority. I think I, I wonder where we would be now. I don't want to look well, back. It, see, it seems that there's room for creativity. I've read articles where some places they have had people volunteer at vaccination clinics. And then after X amount of hours, they're considered a frontline healthcare worker and then right, they right. can receive the vaccine. So like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm not opposed to cutting a few corners where it makes sense to help get the distribution out, assuming there is enough supply, like you said, to do it in the right order. You want the, the neediest people with the strongest case to get that. Then another article I was reading today is in some short amount of time, we may face the opposite problem where there's tremendous supply and people resistant to getting the vaccine. And that that could be 30, 60 days away. Like it could actually start to shift in some places. I think it is. And this is going to be uneven across the country. But yeah. it's just such a weird time we're in, which yeah. to me makes that whole school decision even weirder because it was like turn on a dime to yep. make this abrupt change when nothing material that I could see had, had changed. Had changed, you know, right. The, the, these not, not yet, yeah. M Mandy, I have a question yeah. back to, back to your, your, you said something earlier about, um, you know, what happens when the teachers, you know, the teachers get the vaccine and then they, and they feel terrible. So they're, or they're sick, they're, you know, they're out the next day mm -hmm. um, and we can't have that. Do you, do you find, um, you know, do you find that it would be easier just to know that that they're all getting vaccinated on like one, you know, it's teacher day here in Melrose <laughs> Clinic and and you and you plan for a, a PD day. day, a day off, like Friday, yeah. you know, no no school Friday no, versus- like tomorrow is like a day off. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, exactly. Versus, versus, versus now that, versus um, dealing with, you know, bringing subs in every time mm -hmm. there's a teacher who, you know what I mean? It's it's all it's all staggered. It almost seems like that's another thing that you could kind of control, if right? You that. And that's why if I knew Friday clinic, right? If you do like a Friday clinic, you know, and I yeah, it's ideal, right? I don't think it's happening, but you know, I think kind of say it's Friday because then if they do get sick. It'd be over the weekend friday yeah. or you take some p professional development days or i mean look at uh, you know it's like a, a snow day or two shut yeah, the yeah, system right. down get everybody vaccinated then you're rolling like yeah, after that right. you're you're on a different playing field no. we'll all anyway, just hang out at our fire pits while we're waiting for everybody i think you should have at least one competent person at each fire pit apparently that's the right. regulation so right. we might struggle with it we might ask for volunteers that's how we'll give away the t-shirts the yes, competent yes. person <laughs> well, like a designated a designated fire pitter gets the, gets the merch. <laughs> That's right. I like that. But the irony in this, in the the side effects of COVID, of the vaccine and not feeling mm -hmm. well and having to have subs is that now we have no flexibility in our system, right? I so know. these yeah, teachers can't be teaching from home. Our kids can't be. It's just the timing is just a little. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm just stuck yeah. right here. And like, we've just shut every shut off flexibility for, for the system. Yeah. Um, so. No, and it's funny because I don't, I haven't heard anyone really talking about that piece yet, you know, which I think it is a real challenge is that like, yes, they could have side effects. And, you know, again, another district are saying you can take a PTO day off, you know, if you're after you have this, I haven't heard anything about that in Melrose. You know, right. but I do think that that's coming down the pipeline is that when these teachers start to get vaccinated and there are side effects, like, are we going to make sure that they go to, you know, go to school next year? Like, yeah, that's unreasonable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I mean, that ha I know a few people who are in the 65 category who've gotten vaccinated, mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen at work. And uh, yeah, it was like the net, he was very excited. He was showing his uh, Band-Aid at yeah. a few Zoom meetings. And then the next day I was chatting with him. He's like, yeah, I hit the wall around noon. Oh, you yeah. just had to tap up, but you know, yeah. teachers, that's not easy to, to do. You can't just leave at noon or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Craig, Craig says he got vaccinated and was useless after this, this, the second, I did hear that the second oh, yeah. one's worse, oh. but again, you can, you know, we can, you, if you, if you, you know, you're back for that, you can plan for that. If you know, if you it's your, plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Maybe the, planning meetings, maybe, maybe the planning meetings are very similar to our planning meetings, and that's the problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Actually, that's a good point. We have planning meetings. We have a plan. There's that's, actually a look. document that guides the <laughs> right. uh, flow of the show. All this nonsense, right? <laughs> um, and I don't want to ever assume anything. I don't want to assume that there isn't a plan, but we won't know yeah. what it is until the very last second. Uh, yeah. And then we won't, all we'll have the chance to do is respond very quickly. So, so um, speaking of, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask Mandy sort of, uh, you know, what, what is happening from where you're at now and what do you see happening? And I don't know how involved you are with the administration or this volunteer group. It sounds like you're trying to coordinate some things are, is there anything that, the audience should know or do or be prepared to do? Are we all destined to just hit refresh or are there things others could do to help this effort? Yeah, yeah, I think that ultimately, especially if we do start, um, you know, scheduling appointments for teachers, I think we're gonna start doing like a pilot, you know, maybe a couple of teachers and then kind of expand it from there. And if that's the case, we will be looking for volunteers to kind of help with that piece. Um, and I think also if we do end up using, you know, going the route of partnering with like a local vendor do a clinic, I think we also will need volunteers there well. Um, so I said, if folks are in volunteering, I think please reach out. We are going to need help, I think, with all three of these avenues just to kind of get it off the map. And how, how do they reach out? Um, I can give you my contact, but I guess I can put it in the chat. Is that the best way to do it? Yeah, sure. we'll get it out yeah, there. We'll, we'll get, get it out, out there. Yeah. Tom, Tom will volunteer to, to uh, for crowd control. Tom will volunteer to be there with his bullhorn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. I am qualified to help. Excuse me. Excuse me. I would like, so I would like to keep this an orderly process. Keep yeah. the lines moving. Keep you get what you moving. get, and you don't get upset. That's your, right. Please, please have your sleeves rolled up in advance. Uh, Moderna, <laughs> Pfizer. J and J, you get what you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> uh, well, I just I have a few things I wanted to show, um, and the pun here is to uh, thanks for sticking with us. That's Miss D from the Lincoln School getting her vaccine. I know it's just so great. It's great. 
Um, here's also Miss Linsky getting her vaccine. Nice. Yes. You know, it's it's happening, which is nice. so wonderful. You know, yeah. they yeah. We're getting there. I mean, this is this yeah. is complicated. I know, you know, we we all we don't yeah right exactly i mean yeah it's it's this is really hard and i know everybody's everybody's um doing what they can we we, we will get there um together together like, like together. 30 days it's going to be very different i think it it's will be yeah. very different yeah, yeah, days, yeah. but you know it's just you're right not yeah i can't wait till Everybody's vaccinated. LTMM is back in the studio. That, We're yes. throwing oh, shindigs yeah. again. That's right. Yeah. More hullabaloos. Exactly. Hullabaloos. Dope yes. hullabaloos. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, though, as thank we you, Andy. Thank, thank you so time. much for thank being Thank you so here. much for joining the yes, conversation. Have a good night. <laughs> thank you for joining the show and the conversation for everything you're doing to help. Yeah. The, the thank you. In Melrose. They don't log off. She's about to log off. <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to dance with us. You have to, you have us. to dance off. Oh, You've seen the show. All right, here we go. We'll see you around town. I got my finger on the end broadcast button. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>